Hello and welcome to Capture Caledonia, the tracks that take us back, the podcast with me, Ewan Petrie. Each week, I'm joined by a guest who tells me all about the places in Scotland that mean the most to them and the memories and stories associated with these particular places. Then we listen to the songs that have become the soundtrack to these wonderful memories. I can't play all the songs in full due to copyright, but I hope that you enjoy the podcast nonetheless. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure you subscribe to it and leave us a rating and a review. You can also find us on social media. For Facebook and Instagram, just search Capture Caledonia. And for Twitter, search Capture Cali. Please like and share the pages with all your friends and family to help spread the word of Capture Caledonia and to keep up with the latest news. If you would like to support the podcast to help with future episodes, you can now donate on my Buy Me A Coffee page, which is www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Capture Cali. Any amount, no matter how small, really goes a long way. Thank you so much for your continued support and for listening to this week's episode. You're listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with Ewan Petrie. This week, I'm delighted to welcome Jamie McDonald to the tracks that take us back. Jamie is the fiddle player in one of the most exciting young bands emerging from the Scottish folk and traditional scene, Avil. The band came together while based in the Outer Hebrides and won the Hands Up for Trad's Battle of the Folk Bands in 2018. Blending a mix of energetic instrumental sets and soulful songs, Avil's debut album This Is How The Ladies Dance was longlisted for Album of the Year at the MG Alba Scots Trad Music Awards in 2019, following on from their nomination for Up and Coming Artist of the Year in 2018. A native of the Isle of Tyree, Jamie has grown up immersed in the music and the culture of the island. Fluent in Gaelic, Jamie plays with a distinct island style and can often be found at the crux of the Cayley. Jamie also works for Tyree's annual music festival TMF and recently set up a glamping cabin business at the Family Croft, which is actually how Jamie and myself met when I stayed in one this summer. And now that the autumnal weather is starting to roll in, what I wouldn't give to be back there enjoying the beauty and the sun of Tyree. So Jamie, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to Capture Caledonia. Thanks so much for having me. That was uh, that was a very complimentary introduction. Oh, you're welcome. And yeah, it was sort of serendipitous, I think, that I stayed in the cabin and, and we got to meet. And uh, I was often, you know, was thinking at that time, I'd love to get you on the show. So I'm glad that we finally managed to make it work. Yeah, delighted, delighted to be here. Now, Jamie, before we get stuck into the brilliant choices you've made for today's show, I want to have a wee chat about Avil because you've had a really exciting few years sandwiched together with a time that's been pretty tough especially for those working in the arts but I did notice that the band have been back out performing so what's it like to get back out on the road? Oh it's do you know what it is brilliant to get back on the road if a bit daunting I have to say as well yeah we we um we were just um we, we, were, we were gathering a bit of momentum just as as things kind of kind of closed up if you like so it is brilliant to to get back performing after what's been over a year out, which I'm sure is the same for for lots of bands. But um, but yeah, we've had a couple of a couple of shows back now and and gearing up for some more. So it's a it's a great feeling. What were your plans sort of prior to to lockdown, and how how did they get affected in in that sort of year or a bit that we were locked down for, or things weren't operating as normal? So so just before lockdown, we'd had a very a big um or pretty kind of condensed run of of quite a lot of stuff. We'd be we'd been over to the states, and, and we, we'd been over to China as well, and 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 in the space of kind of two, two and a half months, so we, we were, 
we were, we were probably due a wee break actually, but um, but yeah, we, we were just just starting to write our second album, and then uh, I think we were on the we were heading up to Leith. We were we were about to take a long drive, as our first show got cancelled, due to to the um, pandemic. I didn't say the c word, uh, and uh, and and that was a bit like oh, and then from there I think we all know know what happened and uh, yeah. Two years down the line, we got back in the back in the van and headed off to Inverness to our first show, which was at um, the Under Canvas Festival at Eden Court. It must have been brilliant to get back on stage and, and have an audience there as well. Um, yeah, it was it was brilliant. Um, it's amazing how how um, complacent you get doing it often, and then with a big gap. I mean, I I'm not a particularly nervous person, but. Ooh, that was a that was a long a long <laughs> drive up the road thinking about it. <laughs> but, but once it was done, it was like we'd it was as if we never left. You know, a great feeling. You released your debut album, "This Is How the Ladies Dance," in two thousand and nineteen, and we're going to listen to a track from the album very soon. Do you mind giving us a wee background to the song that you've chosen, and then we'll have a listen to it? Yeah. So this is a this was a, actually released as a single just before the album came out. It's a, a Gaelic song called "Bear Sorry." Sorry, Boom, which is a walking song. So it's a, it's, a quite, it's a very old song. In fact, I heard that the song could be dated by... Um, so in the song, it talks about um, lots of food, but it doesn't talk about potatoes. So the, the song has been dated by historians, and I'm sure someone will back me up because I've got no references here, uh, to before the potato came to Scotland because because the lat- potato became such an important food item in Scotland that it's um, a mission from this song was so glaringly obvious that people knew that it was um, written before that so that's me going off on a slight tangent there but this song Bear Sorry was was um, it's a walking song which is you know a traditional Gaelic song and, and we um, got a hold of it put our own slight slant on it and uh, released it as our, our debut single I suppose. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
Jamie, just before we started recording, you mentioned that you'd um, you've received the fantastic news that you've got funding to do your second album. So when are you expecting to have this have this done and we can listen to it? Oh, short answer as soon as possible. Long answer. <laughs> um, good question. Um, so we yeah, we, we um, we've been planning this album for what seems like a long time. And and uh, and um, we, we wrote most of it actually throughout lockdown, which was challenging. Obviously, I'm on Tyree. Hamish, our piper, is up north. Caitlin, uh, he's, he's up in Carbridge. Caitlin, our singer, is from Tain, which lives in Glasgow. Megan McDonald, our accordionist, is from Laird, up in Sutherland. Uh, she lives in Glasgow as well. And then Nikki, our guitarist, from uh, Allendale in Northumberland. Um, so we were all quite... Um, quite uh, quite remote from each other, if you like. So so writing it took a long time, uh, particularly that you know, we weren't able to travel. So um, now that we, we've, we're, you know, the wheels are in motion, if you like, we're, we're hoping to get in the studio mid-November and um, a next year release at some point. I'm not going to give any firm dates because I know that that will come back to bite me. <laughs> yeah. Well, whenever it's released, uh, I know I'm certainly looking forward to to listening to it. And I think we should move on to the other reason that I've brought you on the show today, which is the choices that you've made for the tracks that take us back. So do you mind revealing the first place that you've chosen to talk about today and why you've chosen this place? Yes, that sounds great. Yeah, I um, this will be no surprise to any, anyone that's aware of me, but I have chosen Tyree as my first place. Um, Tyree, if if some of your listeners maybe don't know, is the um, the outermost of the Scottish Inner Hebrides. It's 12 miles long, two miles wide. Um, we've got a population of about ooh, 650, uh, I'll say. That's a rough guess. Um, you'll know yourself, having, having visited the island, that it's very flat, lots of beaches. The weather is often brilliant. Sometimes hmm. it rains. Um, I won't lie to you. Um, it's uh, where I grew up. Do you know, I'm I'm so excited that I've got the chance to speak to you about Tyree on the show because it was actually Robert Robertson chose it as his place when I did one of the first episodes of this back in, I think it was February, January, February of this year. And that was when I made the decision. I was like, okay, I need to go and see it. And it is, it's so beautiful. Did you spend all of your childhood on Tyree? Um, so yeah, well, a, a, apart from um, the odd trip to the mainland, uh, to buy shoes uh, 
Yeah, no, grew up on Tyree. Um, I'm a, I've got a twin sister. I'm one of a twin. So we were actually born in Glasgow, um, although I don't see that very often. And two days later, we flew back to Tyree and I lived there ever since. I uh, was obviously went away to uni in between. But yeah, grew up there my whole life. And it's, um, I have to say, it's a great place to grow up. It's a very close-knit community. Um, can't get away with much, but also everyone looks out for each other. And uh, I really value that. And I mean, it's definitely shaped me um, a lot. You know, obviously, when you grow up in a place like Tyree and you don't know any different, it's just what you're used to. But now that you've had the chance to leave and you've, you know, you've had uh, times where you've been in, in, in a city, what do you take away from, from your childhood as just being really special? Oh, I mean, I could I could take up the whole um, podcast answering that, maybe. But uh, I think that that sense of community and that sense of... It's an interesting. That's a great question. So well done. <laughs> I think I think as well that sense of belonging to a place like um, for this it may be a bit of a throwaway example, but loads of people from Tyree have got the email address. Like for like for example, um, I'm on Twitter as Jamie Tyree or whatever. You you totally feel like you belong to the place. You own the place. The place is a part of you, and. I'm sure, I'm sure you, you could you could get that on on the mainland as well, but I think on Tyree it's so um, there's such a heightened feeling of that you're totally part of it, um, and it, it's it's part of you as well, um, and the community, the sense of community as well, um, you know, it's it's such a such a great place for for looking out for each other and, and things like that. And of course, you know, being there, you've been heavily influenced in in your music style as well. So, what what were your early memories of getting into music? So, I guess I'm from a, a bit of a musical family. Um, my cousins play music. My my dad um, plays the plays the accordion a bit, although not in public. Um, <laughs> and my my mum's not actually from Tyree, but she's quite her family quite musical as well. So there was always music in the house, particularly um, you know Gaelic traditional music. Um, my my sister, my twin sisters, are um, harpist and a guitarist and a singer. So you know it wasn't difficult to get a band together. Um, we were we were we were always playing music together. So um, yeah, it was just you were just immersed in it. Tyree's um, well known for um, quite randomly the accordion um, as its main instrument. You know, in, in school, kind of everyone played the accordion, which which was quite bizarre. I, I remember, um, so obviously I play the fiddle and I'm, I, you know, I was a bit of a, a, an enigma playing the fiddle because I play the accordion. But then, then you know, I thought, oh, I'm going to get loads of work because I'm the only only one here that plays the fiddle. Came to the mainland and it was right the other way around. I should have taken up the accordion. <laughs> and, um, although, I, although I did play the accordion for a bit at school, everyone did. It's just the done thing. So you, you're totally immersed in it. That was my memory of music as a, as, um, from my childhood it was just total immersion and was there many performing opportunities for you uh, growing up on the island um i suppose there was i mean at parties there was always accordions out or whatever and, and the, you know it, although i mean i suppose with with what's happened dances haven't been taking place that much but there was there was loads of kaylee dancing um dances happening although i believe before my time there was maybe four or five Kaylee dances a week in the summer wow. uh, we, we didn't quite have that many but that, that's the stories I hear um well that's a vague I won't tell you any of the direct stories I hear I don't <laughs> get away with it. 
<laughs> but um, there used to be lots of dances in, in the village hall. So yeah, from from a young age, we 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 um, would kind of take part in that. And um, it's worth mentioning a guy, Gordon Connell, um, who has been on tidy for a long time. Uh, he was a teacher in the school. In fact, he taught my dad, um, but he still teaches the accordion on the island, um, and he's definitely got a lot to answer for, as well as lots of other people on the island that that teach music. You know, Katie England, Joyce McGuinness. Um, Doc Holiday, um, I could go on and on, Rorick, but yet um, Gordon Connell um, has got a lot to answer for in terms of the musical traditions of the island. And you've chosen a song that reminds you of Tyree as a whole. So why have you chosen the song that you have? So, so this this next uh, piece of music I've picked is actually um, I was trying to think what would be good to just sum that up. What would what would talk put in that place? And I was thinking about going to dances and 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 at that time. And it's it's um, the band Skeepnish that I'm sure um, a lot of your listeners will know. You were talking about Robert earlier, who used to be in the band. But this is from from I think their first or second album, um, uh, maybe their third when when they were still very much a Cayley band, a dance band, and uh, and it's just got that kind of driving sound of the accordion. Um, nothing too fancy. But quite a lot of swing, brilliant to dance for, and that's just the kind of music I remember. It's actually my my uh, my cousin Angus on accordion, um, and this, so it definitely brings back memories of of music going on. And do you mind doing the honours and introducing the song, and we'll listen to it. So this is uh, this is Skeepnish, um giving us a, a set of space um, for the Highland Skittish. <laughs> Just before we move on to the second choice that you've made, I just want to emphasize how beautiful Tyree is. And if anyone's listening and they haven't gone, you've done an amazing job of selling it, but you have to go and look at it because firsthand it's just beautiful. And as you mentioned, it's quite often sunny. So if you do get lucky and you get one of those days, honestly, for me, there's just nowhere more perfect. I believe Tyree, not to not to get back into my salesman pitch, but I believe it holds the um, record for Sunshine Isles in the UK. So you yeah. can go and watch that yourselves, but that's my sales <laughs> pitch over. When I, when I was looking up, you know, different things about Tyree before we came to visit, you know, the, the nickname Hawaii of the North pops up quite a lot. And for me, that was fully justified when we were there. But we were there in July, so we gave ourselves the best shot at good weather, I suppose. Well, that, yeah, you, you've, yeah, you've got to take a bit of uh, liberties with it. <laughs> so where have you chosen to go to next on our wee adventure around Scotland? Well, I suppose I'm kind of following my own timeline here. And I, from Tyree, um, I left school in fifth year and I wasn't at all sure what I was going to do, but I knew that I liked music. So I thought, well, I'll take a year out and I will go to... Bimbecula to um, the Outer Hebrides, to the, the Uists, and do a year of music, which turned into four years of music hmm. and a lot more years of music because I just stuck at it. So I went off to Uist um, for a year to do um, a course at the University of Heinz and Lyons, just an HNC in applied music um, at the Bimbecula campus. So it moved off to, um, I was actually staying on South Uist at the time. 
and uh, it was brilliant. I met so, you know, loads of friends that I'm still very close with. I met um, the entirety of my band. All that's where Avo came together. We were all um, out on US studying at, at various points, and uh, it was just a great, a great experience for me, and uh, absolutely loved it. Um, I know that you know moving from Tyree to the to the um, big bad world isn't exactly moving to Eust, another slightly <laughs> bigger island, but uh, for me it was brilliant. I loved it. I was actually just about to ask you that. What made you choose going to another island as opposed to maybe going to somewhere like Glasgow? Do you know what? I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I didn't want to stay in school. I did not finish my hires. I was, I'd, you know, I'd gone as far with that as I wanted to. I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I don't at all. Tall want want to uh, say that I didn't enjoy school because I did actually enjoy school. And we 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 you know we were uh, well while I was there it was a really good school and I don't want to uh, put down on it at all. But I, I had definitely run out of my time there. I'd, I'd done my time. Um, my sister had recently gone to the music school in Plockton. Um, she was about two months in and she sounded like she was having a really good time. And I started getting um, FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> what can I do? And the US course starts a wee bit later because it's a, it's not a school course, it's a university course. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Jack McRobbie, um, who some of your um, listeners might know, he's a brilliant guitar player. Um, he had been and done the HNC, he'd mentioned it was really good. I did a small bit of research and I phoned up, spoke to the course leader, Anna Wendy Stevenson, who is um, a brilliant brilliant fiddle player I'm sure some of your listeners are aware of her as well she said send us a recording of you playing and um as, as an addition um and we'll see we'll see what we think and before I knew it I was packing my bags and I was getting on the ferry and uh, landed up in Uist and how did Uist compare to obviously um the the sort of time that you've spent on Tyree as a, as another island. What did you like about Uist or or discover about being somewhere else? Do you know what? It was so different, and I'm sure um, lots of people are laughing at me saying that because it it. But to me, it was really different. You know, Uist the landscape's totally different. Tyree's really kind of sandy and green, whereas Uist is it's a lot more hilly. There's there's hills there. There's there's um, the odd tree, more trees in Tyree anyway. Hmm. Um, it's got a, a much more kind of a bit much more vast landscape, I think. Um, it's more rugged. I, I think US is way more rugged. I, I t- totally love the landscape of US in a, in a different way than Tyree. Um, and both of them have got an um, important place in my heart. But it was uh, it was totally different to me. And I, I really liked that. Although the similarities as well were important to me, you know, it had the same kind of sense of community. You know, if you, if you were walking into the college, you were going to get offered a lift. Um, your neighbours looked out for you. Um, everyone was very friendly and welcoming. Um, the, uh, the Gaelic accent was different. That took me a bit of getting used to. Hmm. Um, obviously grew up speaking Gaelic and Tyree, but um, it's, it's, very, it's still um, very strong and newest and, and, uh, you know, the opportunity to use use my Gaelic on Uist as well was was great, and um, once they got used to my uh, my weird accent, but uh, yeah. Is there any island rivalry? Uh, loads, loads of island <laughs> rivalry. Um, you you know, um, but I think once you get over that, we all stick together. You know, it's it's uh, islands versus the mainland. 
and then you go into it and you know it's outer Hebrides versus inner Hebrides you get right into it, it's tidy but <laughs> Call. you get even further into it. it's east end of Tyree versus west end of Tyree and you're just kind of staring your neighbour down over the fence but, uh, but yeah there's a wee bit of friendly rivalry and I think that's good and uh, it's got a lot of personality yeah and obviously this is where you know um, Avil started and you met the other members of the band so what was the what was the process of the band starting and your involvement in it and I guess the early journey of the band so I'm, I'm actually uh, not an original member of the band, believe it or not, although I, I've been there from nigh on the start. Um, Nicky, our guitarist, and Hamish the Piper started the band with some other friends. We're still um, still, still pals of ours. Uh, Mary Buano, brilliant fiddle player. Um, Chris Ferry, who, who is a great guitarist and, and drummer and, and uh, accordionist Roy Campbell, who's now over in Germany. All five of them started the band. And then... Um, some folk moved on to to different things. A vacancy came up in the fiddle department. I was living with Nicky at the time, and there was a, a concert in Teichersvig, which is the art centre in North Uist, I think a couple of days later. So we, uh, over a couple of drams, had a, a few practices, and I uh, stepped in for that show. Um, I'm trying to think who we were supporting. We were supporting a mainland band. Outside Track, I think, were playing there as well. And had a great time, and... Uh, just kept going. So um, uh, a wee while later, Caitlin Ross joined us as, as singer, um, although she'd appeared as a guest since um, the very start. And then uh, when Roy went off to Germany, um, or a wee bit before that, in fact, Megan McDonald, um, brilliant accordionist, who's also in um, a band called High School, have just released an album, which um, you should check out if you get a bit of time, uh, anyone listening. And yeah, she joined us, and that's the current lineup we've got at the moment. So um, we were all on used at different times. I was a, I was the first one there, I think. Then Nikki, Hamish, Caitlin, and um, Megan's the youngest. So it, it spanned a few classes, if you like. But um, yeah, it was great. And what song have you, or why, sorry, have you chosen the song that you have um, that reminds you of, of being on used? So my main memory of used was the constant music sessions happening amongst the students you know we, we all did our coursework and things whatever and, and the tutors on the course were so brilliant and encouraging that kind of hands-on approach of just get out play music with as much folk as possible learn as much if you can from as many people as you can and uh, you know I was exposed then to a lot more different kinds of music within the trad scene or the folk scene, if you like, than I was on Tyree. You know, on Tyree, we, we liked accordion dance band music and uh, and that was great. But I remember um, listening a lot to this next band uh, who have picked a band called Dive, who um, play kind of West Coast folk style, I would say. They've got, they've got pipes in their band as well, the brilliant Angus McKenzie. Um, you know, they're based on the West Coast between Sky and Egg and Arasig. And uh, I just remember, you know, probably burning this CD out in the car uh, through my first uh, year on US. And this is a brilliant song uh, taken by Callum Alec McMillan from uh, Lewis called Spud and Dog. <laughs> I 
Brilliant. So let's move on to the final place that you've chosen to talk about today. Where are we heading to last? So I've done my my hopscotch out to Uist, but it was finally time to hit the mainland. Hmm. And uh, after I finished studying, or in fact, in my last year of studying, um, I after the HNC, I went on to do the um, BA Applied Music. And uh, at that point, we were getting a lot more work music-wise, performance-wise, and, and the logistics of, of travelling from US were getting a bit difficult. And also, you know, I'd been there for almost four four years at that point, and, and um, it was it was time to time for us to change, although I, I do love going back to US. So um, a few of us moved down to Glasgow, um, to the mainland, and that, that was great as well. You know, the, by that point, we were, we were more... I suppose established, although I'm not sure I like that word, as a band, and we were we were performing a bit more. Um, we we were recording our debut album, um, that you mentioned in in your introduction. This is how the ladies dance, um, and that that was a great time as well. Taking things a bit more seriously, um, it was much easier to get, believe it or not, much easier to get back to Tyree from Glasgow than it is from Uist. Um, it's a, if one of one of the great shames about. Scotland at the moment, in my view, and this is a very selfish thing, is that the islands aren't more accessible between themselves. You know, you, you've almost got to come to Oban to get back out to, to the islands. But anyway, I'm going off on a, a tangent there. But yeah, came down to came down to Glasgow and um and uh, and I'm actually here at the moment and uh, yeah, started making music down here and met lots of other new people. There's a great folk scene in Glasgow as well. So um, that was that was a, an important part of my time. I think this is a part of your your life that actually really interests me because I often wonder people that are brought up on an island and then they come to a place like Glasgow. I imagine that must be quite a, an interesting um, place to get used to when you're when you're used to being um, on an island, whether that is Tyree or whether that's Uist. I just wonder how much exposure you'd had to places like Glasgow or or bigger cities throughout your childhood. I mean, for for my part. Um, I've been coming to Glasgow a lot anyway for, for music stuff, for sessions to see friends, um, even before I moved here. So I had a bit of a gentle introduction. But by the time I moved here, I was fairly um, familiar with, with the city. I knew my way around it quite a lot. My my other sister, not my twin sister, my older sister, Isabel, has lived in Glasgow um, since I was quite young. She's 14 years older than me. So, you know, we'd been we'd been coming down to, to visit her Um and things as well, um, so it wasn't too much of a culture shock, um, as you may might expect. Um, although, you know, I I I say at the moment I can do about three weeks on the mainland before I need to get home, and I can do about <laughs> three weeks at home before I need to get back on the mainland. You know, I think you need a a balanced diet. That's what they call it. And what about traveling just in general? Um, when you were growing up on Tyree, did you did you? go off the island to explore different places often or were you quite um i guess um stuck on the island in a way um we we traveled a fair you know we'd come off maybe once once twice a year depending on school and holidays and what was happening um so we weren't um we weren't totally isolated from 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 the the real world if you like um, so you, yeah, and you, for Tidy, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure lots of people on Sky and Uist would maybe go through to Inverness for their kind of city trip, but from Tidy, Glasgow's just as handy. So Glasgow's kind of the place we would, 
we would come to if you if you were going further than Oban, if you like. Um, so so yeah, we 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 did we did um, we did get get down here a fair bit actually. And you talked there about you know when you've spent three weeks on the mainland, you want to go home, but when you spent three weeks at home, you want to get back to the mainland. What is it about being in Glasgow or on the mainland that that you that you enjoy or that you crave when you're um, at home on Tyree? Um, I think it's the you know it's all the the bits you're missing on Tyree. I like to see. I like. I've got lots of friends down here. You know, in the, in the winter, socialising on Tyree can can be um, a bit less. You know, in the summer, Tyree's busy. There's loads of people about. You're seeing all your friends that are back or whatever. But in the winter, obviously, either gets a, a lot less busy, um, and um, so so you can miss that social aspect that, that I really like in Glasgow. Um, going to see live music as well. You know, getting to a big part of my enjoyment of music above playing it is going and listening to other bands and hearing what what music other people are making. So I think when I'm in Glasgow, I try and go to as many sessions, well, not so much at the moment, but sessions or, or um, gigs that bands have got on, not necessarily just trad music. Um, so yeah, I think things like that, um, that I think that you you don't get by its nature on Tyree, um, that that's what I enjoy about Glasgow. But there's no beaches here, so, you know, you can't win them all. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very good point. Um, Long term, where do you see yourself settling down? Now, that is a good question. I think I, I at the moment, I'm doing a maybe three weeks on Tyree, one, you know, running it probably on, by my own rules, um, you know, back and forward as I'm needed. Dep- depends on gigs. I think I'll always... Um, be back and forward. I don't see myself tying myself down in one single place. Um, I enjoy too much the um, variety of, of traveling between the two. And I think it's important to, in, t- in terms of the survival of the islands, I don't want to get too, da- too uh, um, dark with this, but the islands need young folk to survive. There's mm. no way that the communities can without that. So I think it's important that um, people are able to to work from the islands. Um, and, you know, that's maybe one good thing that's come out of the pandemic, but did I say it, that, you know, it's much easier for people to work remotely. Um, I also think we need to, we need to improve um, the links between islands in the mainland so that people can live like this and, you know, spend as much time there as possible, come away when they need to, um, and travel back and forward. So so I, I'm, I feel quite strongly about that. And I think that that opportunity should be there for everyone. I agree with you. I think that's that's really important. And, and from someone who's grown up on the mainland, but has ended up having a real love for, for the islands and exploring them, I guess, in my 20s, um, you know, I often see like when I think of my dream scenario, it is, you know, being able to go to an island whenever I want, but also being able to be here. And, and you know, I think that's, uh, it's lovely that you've managed to to I guess have that in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's if you can make it work, and it's not easy. Um, you have to enjoy uh, sitting in airports or ferry terminals, <laughs> um, but so for some reason I do. So um, I think if you if you can make it work, um, then then it's brilliant, and the, the benefits outweigh the well for me, the benefits outweigh the difficulties uh, massively. And um, uh, as long as you know you're prepared for uh, a cancelled ferry, or or um, or you know a, a delayed flight, um, and you're happy to 
to kind of try and pick up the pieces after that, then I think you'll be fine. <laughs> that's my advice that's good it's good good advice um now the song you've chosen for glasgow quite intrigued by this song because it's slightly different from the other two that represent tyree and us do you mind telling us a bit about why you've chosen this song yeah so this 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 um i have thoroughly enjoyed picking my my choices of music for this and it's been uh it's been a great uh exercise in in um thinking musically or 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 conceptually about music i think um in a context for me and i was trying to i was trying to pick a bit of a wide variety of the kind of music i really like and and this this is probably one of my favorite songs um definitely one of my favorite singers i've, I've chosen the um glasgow um or glasgow london singer uh, john martin um, not to be confused with john martin the fiddle player from the tano weavers mm. um, although i've made that uh, confusion before i think i spent about two years thinking that guy's really good at fiddle and singing <laughs> two, two different people believe it or not um and yeah when i when i when i came down to glasgow you know i i was um getting more into different kinds of music listening to to more um kind of uh, not so much folk music or, or kind of what I would call strict traditional music. I was listening to lots of different kinds of music and um, got quite into um, the music of John Martin. So I've, I've picked um, his song, uh, May You Never, as my final choice. Jamie, just before we listen to it, I just want to say thank you so much for giving me your time today and talking me through these wonderful choices. It was great to meet you in the summer um, and hopefully next time when we talk about music and places in Scotland, it might be over a beer back on a beach somewhere in Tyree, hopefully. Yeah, I can't wait. That sounds brilliant. And thanks so much for having me. I am, and uh, I've really enjoyed uh, being part of this. to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with Ewan Petrie. Thank you so much for listening to Capture Caledonia, the tracks that take us back. If you're enjoying the podcast, please remember to subscribe and to leave us a rating and a review. Please also go on social media and like and share the pages with all your friends and family. A little reminder that on Facebook and Instagram, just search Capture Caledonia and on Twitter, search Capture Cali. Go on like, share, post, comment about it, and help spread the word of Capture Caledonia. If you want to support the podcast, remember you can go onto my Buy Me A Coffee page, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Capture Cali. Any amount that you can afford to donate to support the podcast will really go a long way and help to ensure that we can keep the podcast going in the future. Thank you so much for your continued support, and I look forward to seeing you next week.